welcome to the Women's Rugby League podcast. Before we get started, quick little bit of news roundup. 12 o'clock on Sunday on Twitch, you can watch Wigan versus Warrington. Fantastic. Get loads of viewers in, get loads of people who might not normally have seen Women's Rugby. Great platform to be on. Also, matches which are shown live will be repeated again at 8 o'clock in the evening on a Monday night. As for fixtures this Sunday, kick it off at 12 o'clock, we have Wigan Warrington. Also at 12 o'clock, we have Castleford Featherstone. At 3 o'clock, we have Bradford Bulls versus St Helens. And at 3 o'clock, we have Leeds Rhinos versus York City Knights. So that's it. We're back. The longest pre-season ever is near enough done as this is recorded. So, get ready for this weekend. So it's time for our first guest. I'm now joined by... Stephanie McMillan. I play for the Bradford Bulls Women's Super League team. I'm a winger and I'm sponsored by Molly Glass and Glazing Limited. So where did your love of sport first begin? So I started playing sports really young. I started off doing ballet and tap dancing at the age of four, maybe. And then I grew out of that and fell out of the love. So then I went into swimming, but didn't do that for very long. I then had a couple of lessons of horse riding, but I think it was just a bit too much and I wasn't truly into it. And then my older brother actually played rugby. So I was always going to his games every weekend and... I absolutely loved watching it. I was always itching to get on and be involved in that. So that's when I started. I started playing in 2014 at the age of 12. What team was that for? Well, it was a bit complicated because I was starting really young and I started off at Hunslet Warriors, but they didn't have a team for my age. So I was always training with the older ones. And then I were jumping round from club to club because I could never find a team that was for my age. So then eventually, after maybe five teams later, we went back to Hunslet Warriors because they created a team for my age. And then from there, that's where I've been. Tell us a bit about your time in rugby league so far then. So I started playing rugby in 2014, so I was 12 years old when I first started. And like I mentioned, I was at Hunslet Warriors starting off with, but they didn't have a team for me. And so I was training with the older ones, but unfortunately I could never play a game. So I did jump around from club to club. I went to Hunslet Hawks after that, only for a few training sessions. But once again, they had no teams available for my age. And then I went to East Leeds and I trained there for a couple of months and and it was really good but I just didn't feel like it was the team for me at the time. I then went to Batley and I had a game for them but because of my age I was older than 12 but going into age 13 so they didn't have an under 12 team for me because I was too old but the next team up was under 14 or under 15 so I was too young for that team and then I had, after that one game I had to leave that club and then I went back to Hunslet Warriors because they set up a team for my age and then after 
two years. Uh, unfortunately, something happened and the girls' team had to leave that club. So we were on the hunt as a whole team together to find a new place to start. And that's when we went to South Leeds Spartans and the club set up a whole new um, team for the just girls in general. Um, we didn't have any boys' teams until maybe late last couple of years. So it was an all-girls club and I think we were the only girls club. And yeah, that's where we played for the rest of, well, our age. So from age 14 to 16 and then we went up to open age, which were just great. And obviously we've all had to split our own separate ways after that. And then during that time in, in year 11, so I was 16, I was asked to trial for the under-19s Bradford Bulls women's team, uh, under-19s team. And I had three games for them. I played Leeds Rhinos twice and I played Featherstone once, I believe. And then after the Leeds Rhinos game, I had some information from someone who were coaching me at that time saying that the Bradford Bulls women's team were holding trials and that I should attend. So I did attend with a couple of the girls from my local team and that's where it all started and I was selected for the 2020 season but obviously that didn't go ahead so I retrialed and I got picked for the 2021 season. How have you found your time at Bradford? It's been amazing so far, like I've enjoyed every single moment of it, every training session you're always working on something new and something that'll help benefit you in during the games. It's been really hard as well, like don't get me wrong, they're always challenging us. Um, but that's obviously what they're meant to do. It isn't amateur rugby no more that I was used to. It is going up against the best in the country, um, as well as some of the highest well-known um, players. So it is challenging in that aspect, and you are expected to achieve a certain level of commitment and attitude and all these things that you have to hit but I am working towards it and it's been amazing the team are absolutely great they've taken everyone in like your own family and they help you just as much as the coaches they train you and they just support you through everything like even during 3k runs or even other achievements they'll stay well done and they'll be proud of you and it's just a whole community that everyone should be part of and it's absolutely amazing so you're young you're still growing into the game you're going off the back of the longest pre-season ever you you made the the england students team but because of lockdowns down worked out because they can't train they can't play they can't do anything so this season coming up must be just like a dream come true but you can't wait for it to happen we're recording now and we're what the day of recording, we one weekend away from it happening. Yeah, it's absolutely amazing. Um, all my dad's side of the family are from Bradford, so when I was selected, it was it was a dream come true for me as well as all of my family, and they were so proud, and it was just amazing. Um, so excited, and it is so close to the day of being on the pitch in my brand new boots and new kit and it's just so overwhelming at times and you just can't think how amazing it's going to be and yeah. That's it for this segment. 
thank you for coming on. Is there anyone you want to give a shout out to before you go? Yeah, just like to shout out to the Bradford staff, and um, they've literally just taken me on and really inspired me and kept me going and always working on me and all the girls that I play with as well, always helping me and just progressing me further. And then all of the other players and staff that I've always worked with and they've helped me get to where I am as well. And then the biggest one, probably my dad, he's taken me everywhere and he really has just gone above and beyond with me and taken me to every game, every match, every training session. And he's just really inspired me to keep going and keep pushing. So we're now joined by our second guest. Craig Richards. And I'm the England women's head coach. So how did you first get involved in rugby league? Oh, um, long, well, long story, but I'm going to cut it as short as I can. Um, in my uh, primary school, we had a we had a, a game against a lot our local rivals who were a really good rugby league school. Um, I was probably two years younger, but a teacher forced me into playing. Um, uh, kind of singled me out, gave me an option of detention or playing rugby league um, against local rivals, Drummond. And um, the obvious thing was, well, I'll play rugby league, and he put me on the bench. Um, I sat and watched the game where we got absolutely run off the park. Um, we'd not scored, we'd not made any inroads, and there was probably about three or four minutes left. He turned around, looked at me, and went, "Craig, I know you're a couple of years younger, but we may as well put you on because you've got changed." And unfortunately, I went on and uh, <laughs> and scored a really good try <laughs> from within, well, within our own half. And that was it then. There's just no looking back. Um, it wasn't a case of do you want to keep playing. It was a case of no, you're playing. And um, yeah, I just kind of fell in love with the game. Joined my one and only community club that I love, um, Queensborough Rubber League, and um, just kind of kicked on from there, really. So, how old were you when you did, took the decision to go down the top flight route? Yeah, again, that that was a strange one. Um, I don't, I wasn't your typical young player that had ambitions to play at the top. Um, yeah, I had people that I used to watch on television. And admire your Desi Drummonds of this world, your your, your Anlis, them types of people. But it was more it was more of a case if it just happened. Um, in terms of getting the cold score play at Bradford, um, going and playing at Bradford almost on trial I suppose, getting offered a contract and liked it there, um, gone really well with the lads because we're a great set of lads and before I knew it I've signed a contract um, and I'm battling for a place to play first team and yeah, it was a really strange one. Um, wasn't like some players where, you know, since I was seven years old, I've been playing and I've been desperate to play for Bradford. Things just fell into fell into place, really, where I was just doing something that I enjoyed, not overly obsessed with it. So I don't think I was always under the same pressures that other players were under. No, that's it. If, you, if you're there, just generally enjoying yourself and you're rolling with it, kind of takes a lot yeah. off you. Yeah, I, th- I think up until, for me, up until probably being about 20, um, it wasn't a case of take it or leave it, but it was just it was something I enjoyed doing. You know, and it's kind of weird because when you join clubs like your, your Bradford's, your, your big clubs, what you're doing is you're going up playing rugby league with a great set of lads. You're in the gym, so you, you tend to have a, a decent physique. Um, you get a little bit of attention. Um, so... 
for me, it was always like, well, what's not to like? And it's kind of when you get to around 20, like you think, actually, I need to take it a little bit more seriously yes, yeah. and see where I could go. Um, you know, I've had maybe first team debut. Actually, I quite like the sound of that. And, and then before you know it, you're battling and um, it starts to get a little bit more serious. Well, in my, in my case. So where did you move after Bradford? Um, yeah, so after I finished playing uh, at Bradford, I, I transferred to Oldham. Um, I had a good few years at Oldham. Um, I had a couple of little little short stints as well. Um, I can remember being at um, Workington on a month's loan. Really, really enjoyed it up there. Real great people. You don't know it until you actually join them. But I did a month with Workington, but um, did my ACL. Oh. was out for quite a long time for that. And then I was really lucky to to um, then sign for Unslet and I was at Unslet for, for a number of years under um, a great coach Dave Plange probably ahead of his time in certain areas um, yeah and Unslet was, was really good um, came out reti- retired came out retirement a year later did a year at Batley and after that it was then probably more about coaching than anything but you know um, pretty happy with my career um, could I have done more and better I always thought I could have done <laughs> to be honest Um and I wish I knew now, um, then what I know now. Um, but yeah, um, lucky enough to play for some really, really good clubs and some really good coaches. So what was your first coaching role then? My first coaching role, it was really funny. We was at, um, we was at Batley and um, we were about to start training and, and on a, I won't name the club or the team, but there was a coach who was coaching a lot of young lads. And um, yeah, it was just terrible. I just thought it was terrible the way he spoke to him wasn't great. And I can we used to see it every week. And there was one session where I was going to go over and say something to him, not aggressive, but, but mate, you know, you can't talk to him like that because we're really inside. One of the players grabbed hold of it and said, turned around to me and said, you know, if you can do a better job, go get your coaching badge and do it. Otherwise, leave him alone. At least he's coaching him, which he's right in a way. Um, so I went and got the coaching badge. And um, ended up watching my own amateur team, Queensbury. I was with my brother at the time, and um, they were playing our local rivals. The game did the guys we wanted to do, and we ended up on the back of that um, taking over the team. And so Queensbury was it was great for me because it was an amateur team I played for. Came back in, assisting with the first team, ended up leading. I think it was in the four teams by myself. Um, and yeah, and I was just real lucky on the back of that in terms of. The normal rule, what we had back then, was if you was half decent at your job, you did service area rugby. So I did Bradford and Keith for service area. And, um, yeah, things just kind of fell on the back of that. And you were doing, like, regional national camps. Um, but even then, it was it was just, that's what I am now, in a way. It was just coaching for fun more than anything else, not really thinking about um, getting a, a, a job in, within the game. That's it. If you're enjoying what you're doing, it makes everything a whole lot whole lot easier. Yeah, it, it was for me because there, there were no pressures. I was coaching, making loads and loads of mistakes, which I still do, but uh, making more then. Um, but just looking to improve. And really, more than anything, um, as a volunteer coach, just looking to more than more than anything, just improve my community club. And uh, if one or two little things on the back of that were happening for me, um, it, it, it was really enjoyable. You know, you got to, you got to coach some really good young players. I can remember doing an under-12 side and there was an amazing player. He was only young. Um, and the maturity that he had 
was unbelievable. The way he saw the game, his ambitions within the game. Um, I can remember saying to somebody, I'm going to put £100 in to be to play for England, and we had a laugh about it. Anyway, that John's that um, player is now John Bateman. So, oh, that was <laughs> Therefore, they should, should, but I put the hundred quid in. I'd, I'd have done all right, but he, he was oh, in his thought process, his maturity for such a young kid was unbelievable. And you just, he was guaranteed that he was going to go to the top of the game. So, you know, as a volunteer coach in Surrey Rugby, was great. He really did come across some good young players. So then you moved to St Helens. Yeah, so I've, I've worked at St Helens for a number of years, and um, it, it was kind of, kind of um, weird. Within my role, um, part of what I do is I work with coaches, I work with clubs as, as, as well as coaching, and um, we'd kind of decided that we'd heard about the Women's Super League, and we knew that we, we would want a, a side, and we had a couple of really good community clubs, in particular Fatsui, who were doing really well. And funny enough, I'd gone to watch... Fatawee versus Bradford in the semi-final before the World Cup. Just out of interest, they've just seen how the were going on. Um, another a lot of people don't know that, that I had. I once went to France for a week and I was there as, um, I was mentoring the head coach for the England women students and it was really weird because a lot of the 2017 were in that student team. So I was there to help a young coach take his first steps into some female rep rugby. So I suppose my role at, at Saints was one to figure out the standard of uh, women's rugby league, to look at the gaps um, that we were obviously going to be there in skill, fitness, whatever it was, and to produce a team for Saint Helens, but produce a team that understood the Saints culture and the Saints style of play. Uh, you know, we're known as the entertainers, we, and what we want, weren't going to do was bring in a women's team that wanted to do six carries and a kick, you know, it was right. If we're going to bring a women's team um, over a period of time, we need to create a team that's really skillful, can play an exciting brand of rugby league. And, and you know, we'll see if we've got it right this season, but we need a, a team that wins as well because the club's about silverware. So, yeah, so the, 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 Saints, the Saints role was bringing in a team, bringing in some coaches, make sure that the coach understood what we were about as a, as a club and as a team um, and really didn't hurt the brand. So they were kind of my, my, my first real steps into um, the female game, if you like. Um, in terms of working with females, well, I was really lucky before I joined Saints. I did um, a few years at Great Britain Taekwondo. So you're, you're around some really, really good female athletes. So the likes of Jade Jones, Bianca Ward, and they were Olympic gold medalists, uh, world champions. Um, in Taekwondo, so just and Sarah Stevenson, I better remember Sarah Stevenson. She's like the post school for the women's Taekwondo, really. Um, so straight away you're around the very, very top female athletes that we've got in the country, and you see some of their behaviours, how they carry themselves, how hard they train. So yeah, just trying to use some of that knowledge to create something at Saints. Um, that competes and eventually is in a position to win Super League and Challenge Cups. Well, that's it, 2019, like Saints were the under-the-radar team. Yeah, I've, I've always thought we've had a really good, solid team and, and it's proven it because there's nobody we've not beaten. We've beaten Leeds, we've beaten Cass, we've been the, you know, the, the real successful teams. Um, what we've not done is beaten when it counts and um, 
I don't know if we're under the radar as much, but what we haven't managed to do is put a really strong team out in the semi-final that gets through a semi-final. And, and that's what everybody's working hard at, at, at the club to kind of do now um, behind behind the scenes. And we kind of think we, we, we're getting there now. We think we've got a strong side that, that is in a position that can potentially do something. But then again, so will um, several other teams. They'll feel as though they're in a position. And, and that's the beauty of rugby league, isn't it? You know, everyone feels strong. Everyone feels they should be winning. But at the end of the day, they can only be one winner. But it doesn't stop us working hard and striving. So how did the role of England come about then? Um, yeah, it, it was a strange one. I think some of it came on, on the back of some of the earlier stuff at Saints where even I wasn't the head coach, I'd, I'd taken a couple of sessions, I'd, stuff I'd done in the past, coaching on different pathways. Um, so I suppose a lot of people at the EPU at England um, already knew me, knew what my coaching was about. Um, I think some of it as well, is the conversations people are having with you when you don't realise you've been interviewed for a position. Um, and then, you know, I just kind of got invited to kind of apply for the position. Um, just, I suppose, based on my, my beliefs and, and how I've coached on different programmes in the past. Um, yeah, it, it was a strange one. It was, it wasn't, it wasn't one of them roles where you've, you, you've sat there for a while and want to be the England women's coach. But, at the same time, I was one of the people where, when they were away in 2017, because I, in particular, I'd watched a couple of games in the build-up to it. I'd watched a lot of games while they were over there, simply because they had, I'll be honest, because they had some Fatou Eve players in. And I wanted to see how the girls that were representing the town that I work in um, got on. So, yeah, when it when it got offered, it took a bit of thinking about it in terms of, do I feel as though I can make an impact? And other um, tools there for us to to do better than what we did in in, in twenty seventeen. You know, twenty seventeen the effort was there, but clearly um, there was something missing. Um, so yeah, you know, it didn't take long to to think about it and come to the conclusion that I wanted to to take the role on. And you know, when I thought that I could 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 make some sort of a splash and change a few things, ruffle, not ruffle a few feathers, but make a few changes to to make sure that. It, it was a real environment where you learn, but you had real, real competition for, for places. How have you found your time as England manager then? Yeah, um, really good to be fair. Um, it, it's been challenging without a doubt, but it, it's kind of it's one of them um, roles where it, it, it's tough because there's, there's a lot to do and there's always a lot to do. Um, but everything that you're doing, I, I thoroughly enjoy it, and um, I'm kind of I'm trying my best to embrace the responsibility that that comes with making sure that we we're constantly striving to be the best we can be. We're constantly striving to to kind of pick the best players, and and you know we're never selling for what we've got. Um, I always kind of thought when when I first took over in that first year, picking picking. Was it 18 players to go to France? Was a doddle, wasn't it? They, they kind of, it, it was no brainer. You got a, a pen, a piece of paper, jotted um, down 18 players. These were the clear best 18 players. Um, what you've found, um, what I'm embracing, and what I'm wanting is, it's now becoming an headache um, in terms of new players are coming through and challenging the older players and the current players. 
Um, I always talk to girls about, you know, the shirts on rental. It, it doesn't belong to you. Whether it's the number 11, the number 7, it's not your shirt. Um, your challenge is to be the basic and be and leave the shirt better than how you found it. Um, but yeah, it's becoming a real headache now, picking the side and starting to realise now that there's going to be some good players left behind and some players I thought they were guaranteed and are really being challenged or will be challenged and, and that and that's how it should be and that's how I, that's how I kind of want it but you know it, it, it's one of them jobs where yeah it's it, it's tough um, but very very enjoyable and I wouldn't be doing it if, I, if it wasn't enjoyable I wouldn't be doing it if I didn't think you know we could improve things as well um, I'm very lucky I've got a big and um, excellent team behind me. I feel so I've got the best strength conditioning coaches, the best in psychology. Um, I think I've got two fantastic assistant coaches with Jan Field and um, Adam Very lucky to have Dick Hardman, who's a Saints women's head coach, um, who's a, an expert in, in skill acquisition and skill, and he's come in and done some. He fills in the gaps in terms of your catch, pass, grip, carry, stuff that we've done throughout the years, but now we're going on to looking at some game type stuff, some game um, some game scenarios, we don't want to lose that skill element. So we're looking at we've brought him in to make sure that our standards don't slip in, in, in that. So so yeah, it's been, it's been fantastic. And the support that I've had um, from clubs, the support I've had from the RFL, uh, it's been um, absolutely fantastic. Perfect. Thank you for coming on. Hopefully hear from you very soon. Big year for yourself, big year for the England girl, so thank you for coming on. No, um, thank you for having me on. Um, you know, as I said at, at the start, you know, guys like yourself that are out there pushing and promoting the women's game, um, I'm always more than happy to support it. You know, you, you're doing a great job, and you know, the growth has been absolutely fantastic. And you know, hopefully, that growth builds into what will be a successful World Cup. Um, you know, and all I really can say is, you know, a big thank you to everyone that supported us as a team. You know, the RFL have been great, the England Forms unit. The girls, I must say, um, get out there in lockdown. It's been such a difficult time, so many constraints. But actually, the girls have worked really, really hard. We gave them a programme that, that yeah, it, it, took, it, it took a lot of doing in terms of commitment. Um, and we've seen absolute massive increases in every physical area. We've seen increases in, in skill development. So I'm really now excited to see where the girls go in, in, in the coming season because um, they have worked really, really hard. Um, but yeah, um, you know, thank you very much again for having me on. Perfect. I'm now joined by Emma Wilkinson from. Huddersfield Giants women's team. I play second draw and I'm sponsored by Deborah Monday to the moon and back. Your journey in sports starts differently, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, yeah. So from when I could, I, I learned how to swim and up until the age of 17, I was swimming competitively. Um, I was swimming regional level um, and then I started doing life-saving sport as well in that I competed nationally and also went to world champions. Um, I got British records in life-saving as well. I held two British records, one being a team event. Um, I got to about the age of 17 and just A-levels and stuff. They took over a bit and the workload got too much. I was in the pool around 16 hours a week and then doing gym work on top of that. So it did get a little bit too much um, and I just had to prioritise my A-levels for that. 
it was the same week I finished swimming. I went to my local rugby club as well to pick up that, so it didn't take long to get over at rugby league. How did you get into rugby then? Um, well, I started playing in school in, a, in about uh, yeah seven hours in, um, and I kept getting asked to go to my local community club, um, but because of my swimming background and all that training that I had to do, I could never go there as times and training would clash. Um, in When I finished swimming, I ended up going to my community club. Um, I am from up north, so there wasn't really much to do with rugby league around there. There was kind of only the one club. Um, then my coach, Lee Corbett, he got me um, the information to go to trials in Huddersfield. I was a bit unsure about going at first because I didn't really have much rugby behind me. Um, but I just thought, oh, let's go for it. And from there, I've never really looked back. I do travel, it's about just over two hours to get to training. I go twice a week at the minute. Um, so it is quite a long journey, but it's so worth it being down there. Um, I just love love going, love training with the girls, love being around there. So, yeah. What were your community club called? Uh, it was Whitley Bay Barbarians. Nice. Yeah. How did your trials at Huddersfield go then? Um, yeah, I got there and I, I did feel a little bit intimidated because I felt like I was in such a big setting from like coming from my community club but all the girls were dead welcoming and I felt quite good when I was there and I had been I was probably at one of my fittest times I was training quite a lot and stuff and so yeah they they went good and then I couldn't make the second the second trial day I don't think so I didn't really think much of it but I was I was there for the experience more than anything and but then I got a call from James and said he would like me on so I never looked back from there really. How have you found it then? How have you found training with a, a now Super League outfit? Yeah, I, I've loved it. Um, it's it's not been all all easy going. It has been tough. We've had tough sessions. We've got to put the work in. Um, but the coaches and, and the team down there, they're all really supportive. We're always there for each other and like everyone's just really helpful. So I've fitted it lovely, yeah. As this episode comes out, it's a Wednesday before Women's Super League starts. What are your hopes for the up-and-coming season? Um, as a team, we're just hoping to establish ourselves. Um, we want to find we're feet in Super League. We've been waiting a long time for it and we're just looking forward to playing. Um, we want to take each week as it comes, um, get into them games, give it all we've got and just see where we end up. But no matter what, we just want to stay positive as a team, stay together and just be there for each other. So that's about it for this week's episode. Want to give a big thank you for you to coming on. A big shout out for Huddersfield. Like you're actually doing really, really, really well with your social media now. Yeah, definitely. Um, we brought a new guy in, and we want to get that social media page lifted. Um, I think we're definitely going in the right way of that. Uh, so definitely going to keep on top of that and get ourselves out there. Is there anyone to give a shout out to before you go? Uh, yeah, we'll mention my sponsor again, Deborah Monday at the Moon and Back. Um. Also, just a massive thank you to our coaches and, and the teammates, the girls. This past year is not how we wanted to lift it with Super League. Um, being in lockdown and not being able to train, it's been tough, but we've stayed connected through Zoom sessions. We've enjoyed ourselves through quizzes. We've just stayed connected through that. Um, also, the girls from up here who travel down with us week in, week out. Um, I couldn't have done it without them. The journey's long, but it's enjoyable with them. And also a massive shout out to the Huddersfield Giants Community Trust. 
and um, their aims and how they engage people is just amazing so they need to keep getting supported how they are um, and they need to stay stay out there and get people in get people playing the sport we love right thank you for coming on